0: Seltzer King's Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watts Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer King's Network. Available on all podcast platforms. So I'm going to get all preacher on you for a minute. And I swear a lot when I preach, so you've been warned. This is the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast. A podcast that is supposed to be funny. I'm your host Dave Bledsoe, and I'm the guy who can't be funny tonight. White people fucking love to quote Dr. King. Makes us feel good. Makes us feel we're speaking the language of black folks. We aren't. Most of the time, we're being condescending and annoyingly fucking patronizing to people of color. And I'm a white dude. And I'm going to quote Dr. King. But I'm not speaking to black folks because they don't need to hear shit from me. I figure they've heard more than enough from well-meaning white people to last them, I don't know, about 400 years plus interest. So I'm going to speak to my fellow honky sapiens, my the Mayo Americans, my white-bred sisters and brothers, as I quote MLK... From his other America speech at Stanford University, March 10, 1968. I commend the full text to all of you, but this is the relevant portion to make my point. Quote I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, A riot is the language of the unheard. And what it is that America has failed to hear, it has failed to hear the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the past few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so, in a real sense, Our nation's summer of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention, 51 years later. After all the blood and fire of the civil rights movement, white America still stands around with its fingers in our ears chanting, nah na na, I can't hear you. Oh, we think we've made great strides in equality. We point to a few laws and say, look, look at we, the magnanimous beneficiaries of centuries of power being consolidated in our hands. Look what we have given you. Are you not grateful for these scraps of liberty from our feast? Why are you angry? Have we not given you pennies when you had none? Yet we've dollars in our fist. Are you children that throw tantrums because you did not get everything you wanted? Be patient, be polite, wait and see. Things will work out in time. This is what we say. And we have the audacity to wonder why black people are so fucking pissed off. There is not one single white person in America that understands anything about what it means to be black in America. For all we live in the same place and same time we live in two different universes and we could travel back and forth between them where we can never exist in the universe next door this is because the country was created to do this very thing from its inception But we can understand that we don't understand we can listen we can learn we can accept the fundamental truth that the system is separate and utterly unequal. We live in a nation where a nice white lady can be walking her dog in Central Park and use her status as a nice white lady with a dog as a fucking weapon against blackness. As sure as she had pulled a pistol from her purse and held it to the head of the man who asked her to please put her dog on a leash. She, just like Sarah Page did with Dick Rowland in Tulsa, and Carolyn Bryant did with Emmett Till in Money, Mississippi. Think about that. Just being white in America puts a very real, extremely deadly weapon in the hands of every white American that we can use pretty much with impunity whenever we want. And we don't even have to pull the trigger because someone else will do that dirty work for us. We call them police officers to think I understood what it meant to be a police officer. After all, I did the job for 15 years, reasonably, or so I thought at the time, I was qualified to speak about what it was like to serve as the first line of defense against crime and disorder. And as I've grown older, I have learned that I did not then and I do not now know shit about shit. Because by modern standards, and honestly, probably by the standards of the time, I wasn't a police officer. I was Officer Fucking Friendly, the public service announcement version of a police officer who believed with all his heart that he was serving his community. Like I said, I've gotten older. I've come to realize that being a police officer was never about protecting and serving. It was about enforcing the social order. Oh, to be sure, there's a side order of keeping people safe, but the entree is enforcing a social order in the United States that means white people on top and fuck everyone else. This is the only rational explanation for the world that I see around me. When I see heavily armed domestic terrorists storm the capitol building of a state in an alleged democracy to force their will on a lawfully elected government and literally nothing happens to them, I have to ask why. Is it because their cause is just and they peaceably assemble to petition the government for the redress of grievances? Well, you know, I'm no historian, but when armed men did shit like that back in the early days of the Republic, old George Washington sent the fucking army in and smacked that shit down. Today, not a peep. There were tweets, but not a peep about enforcing the law. Yet when a young black man jogs down the public street in broad daylight, he's chased down and lynched by three white men, one of whom a retired police officer and acting with the knowledge and authority of his local police agency, and literally nothing happens to them for weeks until one of these moronic fucksticks releases a video of them committing the fucking lynching, you know, for the gram, and demonstrates how white people can still do whatever the fuck they want. And only then does the state finally do something, and trust me, there's no guarantee that anything remotely resembling justice will be carried out in that case. Or when a white police officer kills an unarmed black man in handcuffs on the street in broad daylight while being filmed as the man begs for his life. That man's crime, a clerk thought he passed a counterfeit $20 bill. George Floyd was murdered in cold blood for $20 by an agent of the state. That's not law enforcement. That is teaching the black man his place. And George Floyd's name joins a constantly expanding list of black people being taught their place by the police. And it's a list that should I start reading the names would take me hours to complete. And the list is by no means complete because it cannot account for the incidents where people of color walk away bruised and bloody, but alive, afraid to talk about what happens the next time, because the next time they might not be so lucky. It cannot account for centuries of enforcing the social order by white police officers against black human beings or white cops turning a blind eye as other white people enforce the social order doing, in effect, the police's job for them. So no, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to being a police officer. And when you have lived under the knee of a system for centuries slowly choking you to death for no other reason than because it can there will come a time when you will simply refuse to ask nicely not to die and when those still standing refuse to go under the knee and they fight back at first, they fight in the media, in the courts, at the ballot box, and they fight as long and as hard as they can. And when they are tired and feeling as though nothing will ever change, they will continue to fight in those venues even more. Because that is the way we are told to affect change in this country. They will fight and try to make their voices heard. And when they have fought so long and so hard only to find that their voices are not being heard, in fact, those voices are falling on intentionally deaf ears in a system designed by its creator to ensure their voices will be mute for all time, they are going to stop speaking and start screaming and rage, and then you will hear them. When the voiceless decide that they will be heard, when people like me Always have a difficult time because we don't want to be seen as condoning or excusing violence. And we call for calm and plead for the leaders of the community to step forward and end the unrest. Well-meaning white people always want to step in, speak for people of color, saying, well, what they're really trying to say, shut the fuck up. Well-meaning white people, they are saying what they mean to say, and they are saying it for a fucking reason. They are saying it because it is the only way they can be heard like they were finally heard in the 1960s all across this country. Like they were heard in Los Angeles in the 90s. Like they were heard in Ferguson and Baltimore and Milwaukee and now Minneapolis. Because the screams seem to be the only thing white people will hear. And the only reason they hear them then is because they are fucking scared that their control is challenged when black people don't stay in their place and decide they will speak in the only language white America seems to understand. The fist, the flame, and the fury. Because this is the system we created, the system that we, white America, sleeps beneath each night. Whiteness is the weight on the knee slowly killing black Americans. We are the weapon in the hands of the cops we summon, the women in the park on our phones crying out our whiteness to help keep blackness in its place. I do not and cannot understand what it is like to be black in the United States of America, but I can understand what it means to be white in the United States of America. I can understand how I was given a weapon at birth by a fluke of melanin in my skin. And I can't discard that weapon, it is part and parcel of who I am, white, in America. I, it's part of my society, it's part of my being, but what I can do is choose not to use the weapon. And that is all anyone can do. If I could snap my fingers and remove it from existence, I would be snapping this with as much enthusiasm and joy as my rhythmically challenged fingers can summon, but the universe doesn't work like that. All this time, white people have preached to black people that nonviolence is the path to freedom. And they're right. But they've been preaching to the wrong people. So I want to preach to white people that we are the ones who need to embrace nonviolence. We need to choose not to use the weapons granted to us by a system that we did not personally create but personally benefit from each and every day of our lives. Malcolm X said we are nonviolent with people who are nonviolent with us and it is time for white people to embrace nonviolence and through our privilege and our power finally force the system to change because we are a house divided against itself from its very construction and that house needs to be torn the fuck down and rebuilt or sooner or later it will burn to the ground. So that's it for our show this week. I'm not going to spend my time with the usual bullshit. No songs, no jokes, none of the usual stuff. I'm just going to close with a poem written by Langston Hughes. It's titled Warning with an exclamation point at the end, by Langston Hughes. Negroes sweet and docile, meek, humble, and kind. Beware the day they change their mind. Wind in the cotton fields, gentle breeze. Beware the hour it uproots the trees. We'll see you all next week, when hopefully there'll be something to joke about. Seltzer King's Podcasts.